Hello, welcome to the Daily Cron for Wednesday, February 13th, 2019. I'm Stephen Tolton. So today, I had to get some routine blood work uh, drawn at a lab as part of a preparation for my uh, regular physical. So I went to a new lab that I have never been to before, and I was kind of uh, impressed by how efficient uh, everything went. So, So like I walked in, I didn't have an appointment, so I was a walk-in. I was a little worried it was going to be very busy, but I don't know. I guess maybe I just lucked out, or maybe it's an advantage of living in the suburbs. <laughs> the walk-ins, are, you know, the, it's it wasn't full at all, so I, I didn't have to wait that long. But the procedure was different than I had experienced before at, at any time when I'd gotten lab work done because they had a little kiosk there with a little touchscreen and a camera and a little tray. And you go to the touchscreen, you check yourself in. And I'd never been there before, so the process the process is still pretty simple. It wanted to to scan my license, you know, my ID, and also scan my insurance card. And then it did some OCR on that data and created a record for me in the company's uh, system. And I just had to validate the information. And that was it. And I went in and I was done. And then when I actually went in to talk to, to, to go and get my blood drawn, I had to sign some paper. And at that point, the nurse there, I think, double-checked my insurance because uh, I think it originally OCR'd my insurance, but it didn't choose the right name or something. So I, I mentioned it, and they said, oh, don't worry, we're just gonna lo- we'll just look at it. So they looked at the photo, and then I, I think they fixed it. But it was very, very simple. Almost all the information had been OCR'd automatically, and the script for my blood draw was filed by my doctor something like six or seven months ago. But it was in their system. They were to look it up easily. I went in the back to get my blood drawn. They told me just sit at the next available chair, and that's what I did. A few minutes later, the nurse came over, went over to the computer, I brought up my, you know, my file, and it told, said exactly what, like, uh, what blood to draw, or, you know, what tubes to use, and printed out the stickers, you know, the labels for everything. Uh, that was it. And then I was done. I left, and the results will be e-filed with my doctor, and then eventually I'll have access to them myself. And that's very cool, because the lab I went to before, which is like practically across the street, and in the same hospital network <laughs> that I actually use, this, this uh, my old lab, uh, in, it's in like the same network, but for some reason, the results would always be super late. And I feel like, I think they actually had to fax them because they didn't have like IT integration, and I don't know why. Uh, well, actually, I have a theory about why, and maybe I'll get to that. But that was the main reason I went to the new lab, because my doctor was tired of my lab work always being late. And he's like, why don't you just go over here? It'll We're integrated with them, so just use them. Uh, hopefully, I don't get charged more for my insurance. I, I don't think so. Uh, I did look up my insurance support beforehand, but you know how it is with insurance companies, right? Never 100% sure. But they did tell me exactly how much maximum I would have to pay if it was like out of pocket. It was like 30 bucks, which, I mean, is not really that much. It actually gave me a breakdown on the paperwork that I handed over to the nurse. I actually had a breakdown of the price per lab test. You know, like 12 bucks for this, 6 bucks for this, whatever. Uh, that was pretty cool, actually. It makes sense because they're, the lab I went to was a private company. So, you know, they're giving me my, my price list. That's one of the many issues with our medical system, uh, price transparency. Uh, I believe recently there was a requirement that uh, hospitals release like their master price list or something like it's it's available now somewhere not that it's particularly insightful 
for many reasons, but there's been an effort to provide price transparency in hopes that people will shop around, I guess, because that's totally what I'm going to do. I, I totally shop around for the best price for medical procedures when I'm like in an acute situation. Like I, I don't understand that whole the whole price shopping thing. It's like there's not a lot of of interactions I have with medical system where price is something that is at the top of my list of of, of concerns, and I'm gonna like compare. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I yeah. Anyway, that's a whole other discussion about about that. But in this case, I, I just wanted to talk a little bit more about IT systems and healthcare. So. Uh, What's cool about today is with my current setup, like I can get this test results. These test results are going to come back in HealthKit eventually. So I'll be able to see them on HealthKit on my iPhone, which is cool. I can log in to with an app on my phone. I can see my doctor's um, results. I can see, I can schedule appointments. I can, um, I can even refill prescriptions online all very easily and, and kind of automatic now, which is really neat. In fact, my pharmacy even somehow was able to determine what my new insurance was when it, when my provider changed recently. Like I went there, I filled a script, uh, I, I refilled a script, went there with my new insurance card to give to them, and they didn't even need it because they already figured it out or, or the computer system figured it out. I was like, oh, cool. I remember it used to be like much bigger deal when you, with the insurance changes. You had to, they had to go photocopy stuff and write stuff down and type in the computer and it would take like 10 minutes. No, they didn't have to do anything. So that was pretty cool. So the integration of our, these IT systems among our healthcare providers is happening. And I feel like the last few years, it's been happening faster than ever before. But it reminded me of, of years and years ago, like during the Web 2.0 era, the iPod era, before iPhones. And I, I distinctly remember this, like there were startups. And if, I, if I'm imagining this, it's a really weird dream that I've had. But I distinctly remember this, this push for portable um, electronic medical records. And the idea, I believe, was that you would have control of your medical records, and then you would grant access to institutions and doctors and stuff to have access to them uh, as necessary. And that you could presumably then revoke access as well. And you could carry that information with you from provider to provider. So you could switch doctors or hospitals and move to another country or something, and you could ideally still be able to have all your medical records be usable by whomever medical provider you had next and you could go to like a clinic and give them just the amount of information they needed and not like access to everything so that was that's that was a cool idea and and it would work with you know cryptographically so it'd be more secure but uh it seemed like a system that wasn't going to happen for a couple reasons Uh, not just because i think it's probably too much it's probably too much ask of people to manage that but maybe Maybe not today, but it seemed like back then it was like it was hard to even explain to people. But also, I don't think there was a lot of incentive among the in the industry to do those kinds of integrations. Because think about it: if I'm an insurance company, I'm a hospital chain. I have patients; those patients are my customers. Why do I want to make it easy for them to jump ship to a competitor? And I think there was a lot of that attitude in the past. Like I'm not an expert in this, but I feel like that was a big issue. And I I think regulation over the years and probably a lot of just straight up market demand has pushed the industry to change and start integrating more. But it's a huge job. I mean, integrating IT systems is very difficult. There's a lot of regulations around it. You're dealing with very sensitive information you need to keep private. And let me tell you, I have some experience integrating between different like disparate systems. It's not easy on the best day for simple stuff, let alone with healthcare information and dealing with the the fact that these big systems that like the you can't just switch them on a dime, you know? 
upgrading one of these systems, changing to a new system, that's a lot of work. You have to make sure that you move all of this data for all of these patients. And it has to be like reliable. You cannot screw up the the data transfer between, you know, systems. Just doing an upgrade. Like if you screw up that database, something happens to it, and now the medical records are are not just inaccessible, but even worse, what if they're corrupted? Like if you move from one database schema to another database schema, just to be really overly simplified about this, which happens all the time in apps, like you know, even on your phone, the developer will upgrade the app, and then they'll have added some new features that required the the way the data be stored in the app to change. Well, then you have to migrate the data from the old system to the new system. And if you screw that up, your data can be, you know, corrupted in some way. And it could be the worst kind of corruption is a kind that's not detectable, you know, where information has just changed. So this is going off on a tangent, but that's kind of what I think the the purpose of podcasts are to go off tangents. So I registered some paperwork with, um, you know, the state years ago. And it had, to, it had to have some address information on it, right? And I remember using their online system, which was terrible at the time. And when I got the paper back in the mail, because I registered online, and they sent it back to me in the mail, the piece of paper they sent back to me in the mail had an address that was literally the combination of two separate addresses from the original paperwork. It was completely screwed up. And then the fix-it just ended up mailing them physical papers because their online system was such garbage. Now it's different. You know, that system is, is gone. But I was like, that is the worst kind of error because they didn't realize it. Like the system on my end, the user interface side, it looked fine when I submitted it, but something happened when it got processed. The system munged the addresses together, but it was, it was, not bad enough that the mail couldn't get to me. It was it was really subtle. It was like, this is the wrong address, but it's just right enough that the postal service can figure it out because the US postal, you know, postal service is awesome. You know, there's, there's, they they go to great lengths to figure out where mail needs to go. So that was interesting. But imagine that kind of subtle error with munging of data or something with your medical records. That'd be terrible. So uh, so I'm saying is medical uh, IT is very complicated and expensive. So doing these integrations, it's got to cost millions of dollars for just like a, a hospital chain to do it and an insurance company to do it. And now think about how many insurance companies there are and how many hospitals there are. And then within a hospital, you could have, you know, different subgroups of people that may have their own, have their own uh, types of data to deal with. Like you have the radiology records and you have you have your regular physician notes and you have scans of different sorts it's it, you medications and you have pharmacies like it is a huge huge job so uh, i don't envy the people that work in that in that space i hope they get paid very well i think they do they definitely should anyway because that is a uh, rough area that's rough and it can be so today though it looks like they are trying to do these integrations which is good but it's not like we had dreamed that it would be way back in the day because I don't honestly think I have any control over this data. Not really. Like I, I didn't see anything in my um, app I can log into. that lets me see exactly who has access to my data or control who has access to my data. I don't know how portable the data is. Like if I have to move to a new doctor, what will they give me to give to them? I mean, if the doctors are using one of these giant um, health app, you know, systems, 
like Epic, which a lot of places use, then probably they can give me something that's portable and the new place will be able to import it. But that's only because they are using the same applications. I don't know if they're, what kind of standards there are. There's got to be some, but, but I don't know. I don't exactly know how portable it is across the industry. But it does seem like efforts are being made because you're not going to spend millions of dollars to do these kinds of integrations uh, and not have some kind of standardization, I would hope, because that, that's, that's when people start thinking, when you're about to spend millions of dollars to do integrations, that's when you start thinking long and hard about, hey, what's going to happen 10 years from now or five years from now? We need to do this again somewhere. Like, what, what are we, what's our standard going to be? to do this integration is there one that already exists oh there isn't maybe we should form a committee you know like that's how you end up with uh these various kinds of uh standards because often you know big companies basically need to do some kind of integration with each other and they're like uh how do we do this and then whatever they figure out ends up becoming a de facto standard then sometimes an official standard there you go that's how standards happen in a nutshell (laughs) um so uh, obviously it's happening which is great and it's making my life a lot easier because all this stuff now, it's it, it, it's because uh, I don't have to go. To, I don't have to do a lot of interactions with the, with the medical system. But it's cool that all my scripts are electronic now, and I can just I can just go to the pharmacy. I can get an alert on my phone, tap a button. I can even just have all the stuff automated. I can automatically have my prescriptions renewed. I can go there. Um, I can pay my bills online when I have them. Um, I can access my insurance company stuff online. I can access my hospital stuff online. And there's a certain level of integration now that uh, was not there only uh, several years ago, at least not for me. But it would be nice if it was a little bit, if it was definitely, if I knew it was more portable and if I had more control. I think that's what I would really like, more control of uh, this data. But I don't know if that's ever going to happen. Uh... So there's so much more you can talk about in healthcare IT. And I know some people that have, uh, or a good friend of mine used to work in uh, some healthcare apps, I think. And that would be interesting to talk to him about it. Because it's just one of those, it's a gigantic industry. I think people maybe underestimate how big healthcare is. It's just enormous. And with all of the different, the different people involved, different companies involved, and institutions involved with it, the IT needs are gigantic, which is why they're such a big employer for people in my line of work. There's a lot of software developer jobs related to healthcare. A lot. Um, also, security people and administrators, too, for all those servers. So if you are looking for a career in IT and you live in the Philly area, a lot of jobs in healthcare, actually. A lot of jobs in healthcare and education in this area because they're both big industries with a lot of IT infrastructure. So I think that's all I wanted to go over. My little experience at the lab was, you know, not revolutionary or anything, but uh, it did remind me that things have changed a lot from like 10 years ago, especially. And if they keep going on this path, man, maybe we'll have, I mean, we'll, maybe I won't even have to like go to the doctor. (laughs) <laughs> for for minor stuff, you know, they do have this. Uh, they do have this thing where I can um, like, do some kind of like electronic visit or something, which I've never tried before. So I don't know how that works. Like a video conference, I think. I, I've never used it. I don't even know if my doctor participates in it, but 
Like, I guess you can. So I'm just wondering if someday I can just, I get a cold. No, maybe not cold. That's not a bad example because what are you going to do about a cold? But, like, maybe I get something which, you know, may require some kind of medication. <laughs> and and maybe I can just do a video conference and they can just, like, let me pick up a script or something uh, so I don't actually have to go downtown. It's one of the things about, and I'm going to leave it after this one, all this IT stuff is great and all, but you still got to physically go to the doctor sometimes. And unfortunately for me, my doctor is in the city and I live in the suburbs. So when I'm actually sick and might need to go in for an exam in order for them to give me a script for something, like I have to ride public transit all the way down the city, which is terrible. And I try to avoid doing that when I'm sick because I don't want to get everybody else sick. And it's just no fun to ride public transit when you're ill anyway. Uh, but that's my fault because <laughs> I, I, my doctor is really great and all, but it's, you know, I could choose a different doctor that's closer to me, but I don't. Uh, so that's my fault. But, you know, ultimately, uh, I can't completely live in the virtual world, you know, lawnmower man style. That's a really dated reference. Okay. So that's it for my talk about healthcare IT stuff, my rambling conversation about that. Uh, hope you have a good. Uh, morning, afternoon, evening, or night, whenever you're listening to this. And if you want to get in touch with me, give me your you know, experiences uh, with the medical system, perhaps. You can find me, find uh, all the social media links and a contact form at dailycronpodcast.com. You can also find uh, uh, on Facebook, there's a, there's a whole Facebook page you can go to and you can like, type me a message there if you want to. I'm on Twitter. I'm on the Facebook. I have the email. I got I got all the interwebs covered. So, uh, except for uh, except for a phone number, I don't have a phone number set up for this podcast, but maybe I will in the near future. But for now, go to dailycronpodcast.com to uh, find the links to uh, get in touch with me, and I will see you next time. Keep the lights low, cause it's